0: They were going to trade her to the stranger to be used for God knew what perverted sexual purpose. She stood there slack-jawed at the horror of it. She wanted to wake up from this nightmare, safe in her own bed. Wanted all of it to have been a warped dream she told her girlfriends about after one too many glasses of wine at the pub. God, how many times had she wished for her old life back? The man waited at the gate, lounging against the side of his panel van it was apparently loaded to the brim with goodies. Perhaps it would turn out to be a Trojan horse, packed full of ninjas. He'd drive it through the gates and kapow, bad guys would attack in a flurry of action. Game over. It would serve them right, betraying bastards. Well, some of them. Janie cried openly now, blubbering into a thick wad of tissues. Someone stamped their feet, and another coughed, bored or cold, or a combination of both as Neil blabbered on. The wind howled around the grand old stone buildings and shook the leaves in the gum trees. Her insides felt hollow. They had actually done it. Rosalind rubbed at her temples, willing her brain back online. Her hands shook with fear and frustration. What fuckery was this? The whole world had gone mad. Meanwhile, Neil still droned on. He said you'd be treated decently. Neil studied his sturdy brown shoes, the wanker. Something inside her broke. Rosalind balled her fist and swung wild, giving it everything she had left in her. Neil's steel-rimmed glasses flew and blood fountained from his nose, splattering the concrete vibrant red. The color was stark and beautiful against the dull gray. Janie screamed. Mrs. Gardner nodded. Ian grinned. Rosalind's hand throbbed, but satisfaction slid through her. She'd never hit anyone before. She abhorred violence, normally, though this, wow, this was all good. Gah! Neil grabbed Janie's bundle of soggy tissues and stuffed them beneath his nose. He bared his teeth at Rosalind like an animal an animal in a worn tweed jacket and mission brown slacks. When he spoke, his voice was muffled, heavy. Exactly what I've been saying. You're out of control. No group-mindedness. Right. Time to go. Rosalind shoved a hand into her pocket, reassuring herself that her reading glasses were there. There was nothing else she needed from the storeroom she'd called home, it was one of the few small enclosed spaces with a lock on the inside, partly to keep out the infected, and partly to keep out Neil. If group mindedness involved sacrificing herself to him, forget it. Huh, he was really bleeding. She smiled, pleased on one count at least. Rosalind turned and took her first slow steps toward the gate, nursing her hand to her chest. The pain proved to be a useful distraction from her rising fear. The gates were old and ominous. They'd always reminded her vaguely of where the Adams family lived. What was left of the world outside? Neil raged on behind her. Soon enough, the cold wind carried his voice far, far away. The man at the gates watched her progress with eagle eyes. Rosalind averted hers and studied the cracked asphalt driveway. Already weeds were growing through. Wouldn't take long for Mother Nature to reclaim what she'd lost. Heroines in books always held their heads high, but it took her a while to find the courage. When she finally looked up, the man straightened, pushing off from the van. He was built solid in a way that did nothing for her nerves. Getting away from him might just be a bit of a problem. No, she'd manage. Never say die. Behind him, the town lay sprawled out, slumbering. No signs of life. It looked like the southern side of town had burned down. She remembered the sky had been full of smoke. This would be the first time she had stepped outside since the morning of Christmas Eve. She hadn't known where else to go, and she hadn't been the only one. All roads heading west had been choked with cars as people tried to flee. The radio news reports had been full of crazy carnage and chaos— A lab somewhere in Asia had apparently cooked up the bug and accidentally released it. Within days, it went global. No one could have prepared for this. Principal Barry had made the decision to lock the gates, sealing them in. No one had protested.